The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call, you know her from the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful, but today Kelly Kruger is here to talk wedding planning and summer style from her fashion blog, MadisonCharles.com. Then, Ray Acevedo is back. He's here to talk about his new music, and we're going to find out just how well he knows boy bands. That's what's coming up today on Curl Call. Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Kroll Call. I hope that you're all having a great week. Now, you guys probably know that, well, first, I'm your host, Dan Kroll, that you should already know. But past that, a lot of our shows that we put together are planned a long time in advance. So sometimes things happen in the real world, and it's tough to transition from the reality to the fun that we have here on the show. I started the week planning to talk about Rachel and her whole masquerade, I guess we can say. And then there was the Golden State Warriors winning, the Blackhawks winning, uh, Olive Garden rolled out breadsticks. So that was really what was on my mind at the beginning of the week that we would talk about at the top of the show. But of course, as is always the case, sometimes things beyond our control happen. So I want to start the show by saying that our thoughts and prayers are with the victims and the family of the victims of the church shooting in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, absolutely heartbreaking. And on, And also on a sad note, uh, today was the homegoing service for Edna Anderson Owens, who is a Motown executive. She passed away at the age of 76. I'm bringing that up because one of our guests here on Kroll Call, Patrice Covington, who is, uh, was a guest on our Motown special back in November, she currently plays the role of Edna in the first national tour of Motown, the musical. They're in Costa Mesa right now. Uh, just wanted to pass that along. Now, that's all the sad news for today, unless you're someone who cries at weddings, because we'll be talking about weddings. If you're someone who uh, doesn't quite know what to do this summer in terms of what is the in style, we'll have some help for you there. And we're going to talk about boy bands. Ray Acevedo will be back uh, about the halfway point of the show, and we're going to put him to the test. But first, as I said, my first guest burst onto the soap scene back in 2002 as Mackenzie on The Young and the Restless. More recently, she popped up as Eva on The Bold and the Beautiful, where her real-life B&B boyfriend, Darren Brooks, popped the question in Paris. Kelly Kruger is the blogger-in-chief at MadisonCharles.com, and she is here to talk weddings and summer style with us today, and apparently taking hot showers. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) So before we were, you know, interrupted by our uh, commercials and having to do the show here, we were talking about the fact that apparently we both enjoy hot showers, even though we're not supposed to. It's terrible. It's terrible for your skin. Uh, It's horrible, but I can't help it. I love hot showers. Um, And like we were just saying, I'm embarrassed to call myself a Canadian because I'm always freezing cold. And 
I just, I literally take scolding, scolding hot showers. And you, are you do even, apparently as well. Are, are you even allowed to take showers in California? You have no water. I know. I know. Uh, gallons of, of bottled water um, that I heat up on the stove. Sure. Or, hey, I mean, you could have went to the, the showering with a friend because, you know, uh, fiancé, I'm sure there yeah. are lots of people who are jealous about the showering together. But that's together. where the problem lays, because Darren is from Hawaii, so when we shower, and he hates hot water. He likes cold showers. <laughs> so it, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like constantly switching hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Um, so there, there, there lays, uh, you know, a problem with, uh, conserving water for us, but hmm. he deals with it. Well, I mean, I guess he has to You talk about the, the wedding stuff later, but I guess the first question, I don't even know that I know the answer to this. I, I'm sure I could figure it out, but how did the two of you meet? We met, um, filming a TV show called Blue Mountain State. Um, and, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we just actually filmed the movie that's coming out in September, which is really exciting. Um, and that was really cool to go back and shoot that years later now as a couple, because we actually met um, on an episode doing that in the first season that Darren was starring in and I was guest starring in. See, you know, anything can happen. And now, fast forward, this whole uh, proposal in Paris, I'm guessing... That, as is, is usually the case with any proposal, you had no idea what was going on, and it was totally a surprise to you. Am I correct in that? A hundred percent. I had no idea. On top of it, okay, so because Paris is a very significant place for Darren and I, we the first trip we ever took together as a couple was Paris. He took me to Paris for my birthday, and it was the trip where we literally, like, it was our first time together away, no cell phones, no internet, nobody else, and we literally, like all our stuff was on the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were fighting mm-hmm. through the streets of Paris and whatever. So in the end, it was like, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, if we make it through this trip, this was three and a half years ago, if we make it through this trip, we're going to be together forever. And after that, everything in our life became, you know, we decorated our house, very French country, everything. I speak French. Um, it's just like Paris is our spot. So when I found out we were going to be going there, my first thought was, what if, what if he proposes? But we had been in Monte Carlo. We had literally been in Europe for 10 days. And plus, we were shooting. There was like so much going on that every time I thought maybe, I was like, there's no way. There's no way he has a ring. It's impossible. There's, I'm a detective. I would know. You know what I mean? I would have found that ring. <laughs> so, uh, so I was totally surprised. And the entire cast knew, um, all the producers, Brad, everyone was, was in on it. And it was just it was so special. And I, yeah, I was completely, completely surprised. So was the role for you on B&B, was that all created as part of this ruse to get, be able to get you there so the proposal could happen? You know, I don't, I mean, the role was, I, it was written pre the trip. I don't know if maybe they offered it to me as a way to get me there to get, to ensure that I would go. I, I don't, I don't think so. I would say no, but I wouldn't put it past Brad because he's the best guy on the planet. So, uh, so I really wouldn't put it past him. But I have no idea. Now, fast forwarding, of course, everyone who is listening, you need to keep in mind that, you know, wedding day, it's a private, it's a personal event. So we're going to talk weddings because, well, I'm nosy, but we're not going to go too far <laughs> in detail here because, you know, really it's none of our business. So that being said, <laughs> what have you learned from, I mean, we're... Uh, 
about a year. It's been almost a year to the day, kind of, sort of, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. from, from the engagement. So what have you learned during the wedding planning process? It seems, you know, it seems easy. You invite some people, you've got some cake, you get dressed fancy, you do some line dancing and stuff, and it's, you know, it's a good time. But mm-hmm. that's not the case when you actually start planning stuff. No, not at all. And to be honest with you, I never thought I would be the girl who really cared about details and, you know, weddings. I wasn't a big wedding person. You know what I mean? I just, and then all of a sudden you get engaged to the person that you are so excited to, to actually have this moment with and everything changes and you become things, little things that you don't think will stress you out, stress you out. And you want everything to be a certain way. And in the end, I, I would say the biggest thing that I'm learning is you always have to remember when planning a wedding, you can, you can lose track of why you're doing this. And it's about you and your partner and having the people that you love share this moment with you and celebrate this union. And I think a lot of it for me personally is I tend to constantly worry about other people and making Mm -hmm. sure everybody, no one's feelings are hurt and everyone feels included. And, and that's hard because when you're planning a wedding and you're, you know, you're making it yourselves, it's, you can't invite everybody and you can't, um, please everybody. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's definitely, and Darren and I will constantly look at each other and be like, you know, it's about us and it's about what we want. And it's the one time in your life where you really do have to be a little bit selfish and do what's going to make the two of you happy and what's going to make it special. You know, I've always heard people, they have these uh, weddings and there are 500 people, 600 people, whatever that are there. Mm -hmm. I have to say my opinion, you know, asterisks and all that other stuff here. I don't know that I would want that many people there. If you haven't Mm-mm. been to my home, you know, if I if I haven't hung out with your kids, if it hasn't been like that, I don't know. For me, uh, that goes back to I guess the, the selfishness aspect of it. I don't want to have a wedding just so I can say that there were ten thousand people there. I want to have it be twenty people, and those are the twenty people who I really want to be there, kind of thing. That's my sort of mentality, I guess. And it's also, you know, when you think about it, in, in 10 years from now, who's, who's, who's going to be there in your life that you look back and, and you're like, wow, I'm so mm-hmm. glad we all shared this. You know, people come in, you have people in your life for a certain amount of time and then they leave and then, you know what I mean? And it's like, who are the real core people in your life that genuinely want what's best for you and genuinely want to see you happy? You know, that's a big lesson too. It's, it's hard because, you know, you can have a lot of people in your life and you can want to celebrate things with them, but who, who is it that's like lifers? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's who I think you want to, to be there for that moment. It's also very it's intimate. It's, 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 it's a private moment that I feel right. like, I don't know. I, I, I personally prefer to keep it definitely smaller and not have this huge. And then you don't even really get to enjoy it when you have such a big wedding because you're that's constantly what I've heard. With, yeah, that's that's what people have told me is that you know at the end of the, it goes by so quickly and then you're like you didn't even get to enjoy it with your husband because you're so busy with everybody else. So it's I think also that's a big thing. I would say it's mm-hmm. also and this you know you may people lose this when they're planning their wedding. It's also sort of stressful for wedding guests because there's always the oh what do I get? How much do I spend? Do they really mm-hmm. want this? Should I give them money? Uh, and I know that, you know, this is something that you talk about in, in one of your most recent entries 
mm-hmm. on MadisonCharles.com. What are what's maybe the biggest piece of advice that someone who's attending a wedding needs to know, other than the one that surprised me? Don't wear white. Completely forgot about that. You know, it is the bride's day to wear white. But other than that, yeah. what do people need to know? I mean, in terms of attending the wedding. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I think that. Um, you know, tips like what I mentioned in the post in terms of, like, attire and stuff like that. Obviously, you mentioned the don't wear white. Um, uh, more conservative, I would say, in terms of, of how you dress. Remember that this is not the place for you to be making a statement and showing up in an edgy, incredibly fashion-forward outfit because this is about the bride. Um, comfortable shoes. Uh, you want to party. I mean, I know for me, as, as a bride-to-be, I want my guests to come and just have fun. I want us barefoot and, you know what I mean, like partying till the wee hours. Like, I just want fun. And, and you know, if you don't want to be in, like, crazy heels that are going to kill your feet. Um, and then one of the things I said, too, is, uh, you know, most, most weddings uh, have registries these days, and it's all through the Internet. And I would say don't bring your gift to the wedding. That's, like, a big thing because... Um, Things get lost. You bring, you know, I know a lot of people like to bring, if you're giving money or a check or something, they want to hand it to them in person. But it just, I've heard so many horror stories of people losing things. And then at the end of the night, you know, if you're doing a destination wedding, how are you getting it back? If you're doing, you know, it's just, I feel like have everything just sent to the, to the, to the bride and groom's house. That's, that's a big thing. I, um, and yeah, just have fun. Don't drink too much. Um, drink and have fun, but like you don't want to be throwing up in the bathroom. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, don't, don't yeah. get sloppy. And you know, with the two, if you're mentioning, if someone has a registry and they have specific items on there, and you're able to sort of glean a little bit of what it is that they want. Don't go in the complete opposite direction either. I mean, if you right. know that people don't like sports, don't buy them tennis rackets and a trip to tennis lessons. I don't know, just exactly. my exactly. Exactly. I agree. You can go on if you don't want to buy off the registry, you can see you can get an idea of their taste and their style and and go off that 100%. So with that, moving away slightly, let's talk about the the style aspect. Let's talk about the beauty aspect. Have you always been interested in style and fashion and beauty? Yes. Um my mom was uh as growing up, I mean she had the best wardrobe she always you know had a full face of makeup on we would go to um we loved doing that stuff together we would constantly be in drugstores or sephora type places and testing out all kinds of things it, it was just something that i loved from such a young age i'd go into her closet and put on her you know heels that were 10 sizes too big um <laughs> and and uh her accessories and her jewelry and I, I always loved it it was always it's always been a passion of mine so where did so the idea I, come from to take all of that and then go and create MadisonCharles.com? Well, at first, you know, I, I describe myself as a product junkie or a product whore. Um, <laughs> my bathroom is ridiculous. I collect beauty products. It is an addiction. I try every new thing. I'm constantly testing out makeup and products. And, um, and I realized, and I also have, I've battled acne in, in you know, in the last while and um, I wanted a place where I can share I can help people kind of not have to go through all that and buy all the things to see what works and just based on my experience share share with people what works and also 
um, I met a woman who was a breast cancer survivor, and I guess it's been found that parabens uh, have been found in the tissue of breast cancer patients, and parabens are in everything. Mm-hmm. And I started to become aware of how many of my products have chemicals and parabens in them, and I just wanted to kind of try and clean up my clean up my products and clean up my life and make sure that I was, you know, putting great things in my body and on my body. Um, and I wanted a place where I could share that with people and share the all-natural versions of things. And I believe you have to pick your poison. I don't think you can always do all-natural, especially if you have some kind of, um, you know, if you have acne or you're trying to prevent or you have deep wrinkles or something that really can't be, um, doesn't have an all-natural fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I do believe in picking your poison, but I try and, and, and go all natural as often as I can. And I really like to share that with people. And it's just a place where I feel like, and I, I love, I just love helping people and, um, and I, and, and I'm so passionate about it. So I just wanted a place where I could share that. So I'm still stuck on one of the first couple of words that came out of your mouth on that, the, the product junkie slash whore, and you have so many things. Do you have your own bathroom space or are you and Darren fighting to have product space? <laughs> so Darren has a joke that he makes every day. We have uh-huh. one, we share a bathroom with two things. And when I first moved in, it was, Darren's got like his stuff in a perfectly neat little area. Uh, and, and as time went on, he would <laughs> look at me and say, uh, I see uh, business is booming. You're, uh, you're getting new real estate, moving over to my side. And every day, it's just, I mean, I don't know how he deals with it. I don't know how he deals with it. He is a, he's very, like, likes his things in order. And I just have stuff everywhere when it comes to my, my um, products. And I, yeah, so, no. I, I believe the secret to a long-lasting marriage is separate bathrooms. Um, but we're making it work, so. So <laughs> is He's just a, a cold shower, dry off, shake off, maybe some hair gel and go and your 10,000 products. I mean, is that a yes. safe assessment? Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, and and, and the other thing is too, he uses, the, he's used the same product. He uses the same, he does, he moisturizes his face. He has, you know, he has his, he has a couple of products that he uses, but it's been the same for 10 years. He doesn't change it. He sticks to what works. Um, I don't. <laughs> Any Even particular reason? Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> Any particular reason? I mean, if it's working, why would, I mean, I, I get the, the whole aspect, but if it's working, why change it? Well, but that's what I would say my biggest beauty tip to people who ask is stick to what works. Because if mm-hmm. it's working and you change it, you're risking so many, so, so many different things happening, which I actually recently experienced a horrific thing um, by doing so. So I preach that. I just don't practice it because when I see something new, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to try it. Uh, but it's my biggest beauty tip is stick to what works. When you find that routine and you find the products that work, don't change it. I, I can relate to that. I've tried, you know, switching and mixing and matching because you, know, you walk down an aisle and it's shiny and it's glittery and it's new. And then you try it. And for me, it turns out I'm allergic to it and I swell up mm-hmm. and look like a, a, a crazy person. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if it works, although I've also heard, too, for things like uh, potions and lotions and stuff that you do need to switch it up every so often because sometimes yeah. your skin can become used to it. Yeah, and I was just going to say that, um, particularly, I do that a lot with shampoos for that reason. Um, and if you're doing something as a preventative, um, 
uh, after a while, it does stop working. So you do have to, you do have to change it up. Um, so I do believe that. But don't go from, if you know you have sensitive skin, stick to, don't go trying the new thing because it seems new, like you said, bright and shiny. Stick to, like, know what, what ingredients work for you and maybe switch brands for a minute or add a little thing in here and there, but kind of stick it to the same similar regimen. I would say. You, you are also, in addition to sharing all of this wonderful information at MadisonCharles.com, you also are now contributing to Soap Opera Digest. Your first column, in fact, is in their most recent edition. It's out now. It's a June 29th edition, page 58, if you want to leave, go buy a copy and leave through and, and save some time in trying to find it. What are we talking about in your first column? Uh, the first column is actually wedding planning. <laughs> um, because uh, the issue is a wedding issue, and it's wedding season. And um, so the first column is about wedding planning tips and what I've been learning so far. Um, and it's, it's really fun to do. I mean, it's, it's, this, is, this is a fun, um, you know, it's, it's like doing a blog post but in the magazine, and um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But how yeah, often? Uh, I talk. Sorry, go ahead. How, now how often will you, be, will you be sharing it? Will this be a monthly or weekly? A monthly. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And again, folks, it, the first one is on stands now. So run out, buy yourself a copy, mm-hmm. and go home. And uh, there's some ideas about what dress she might be wearing or not might. wearing. Could. Uh, Never know. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll, ha- we'll have to wait for that. So it is time, after all of that, it is time for our speed round. We have... Okay. They're not necessarily have to be speedy answers, but these are just random things from all over the universe that have been submitted. Some are our standard questions, and we'll see how you do with these. First one. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I say usually when they, when they come <laughs> up. Under pressure. So, okay, the strangest beauty treatment you've ever undergone. Uh, strangest beauty treatment I've ever undergone? I would say... Oh, that's so tough. What would be strange? I don't know. Well, you know, some people, they're, 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 they're putting weird products. They hear, you know, put the oatmeal on your face or put the mayo in your hair or, uh, I don't know, roll around in honey and, and berries. And yeah, I mean, maybe- I do a lot of DIY face masks um, where I, I put, you know, one is uh, aspirin on your face. Um, really? <laughs> acne. I would say that's weird. But to me, they're not weird because they're like, okay, cool. Of course I'm going to do that. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I put coconut oil in my hair as a hair mask. Um, but I don't know that I've been through any strange beauty treatments. Well, one is coming then. That's a horrible answer. That's a giant (laughs) fail. <laughs> Giant fail. You're going to be later be like, oh my God, this is what he meant. This is what he meant when you're doing whatever it is you're doing. So, number two, yes. if you could have clothing from only one designer for the rest of your life, what would it be? Do you have a particular designer that's your favorite? Um, I would say I am a huge jeans and t shirt girl, so um, rag and bone probably. I do like the rag and bone. They are. Yeah. That, I, I like such, Vince. It's in the same sort of range type of thing in terms of, of comfort clothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So and actually, only, um, yeah. I think there's even, uh, you have some photos recently. That now that uh, you mentioned rag and bone, I think that you have some photos on your website. of. I do. You, I actually did a post. Uh, yeah, you, you'll find me, generally, my, my style is jeans and t-shirt. I love to wear a great dress and, and 
you know, have fun and, and uh, add accessories and stuff. But generally, my I'm very laid back. And um, so Rag & Bone is great for all that stuff. Including, you, look- you know, because it's I wear their shoes, I wear their T-shirts and their jeans and their hats. And, you know, so it's kind of like if it was one line that kind of has everything, I would say it's them. I will say, though, you did look quite spiffy at the Daytime Emmys this year. One of the uh, best dressed on the red carpet, in my opinion. Thank you so much. I, I'm sort of, I feel the same way about you that you do, I think. I, in my day-to-day life, don't have to get dressed up. Nobody's seeing me. I don't really ever need to venture out of the house, I guess, if I don't want to. But there is something nice. I guess there's something fun about that one time of year, you know, the daytime Emmys or something like that, if something comes along where you can get dressed up and people go, oh, wow, you know, you clean up nice. That's always nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love to wear a great, great, outfit um at night even to dinner you know i I love dressing up but generally my day-to-day is is for sure for sure games and t-shirt and i like to be comfortable who doesn't i like to eat so that's the next question go to snack what is the item that if you are hungry would be the one that you you always seek out (sighs) french fries why that sigh? french French fries and french fries and chips to me are my go-to you know if i'm going to be bad um, but if I'm, but my, my, my biggest craving always is, um, it's not a snack, but my meal is this Asian inspired, anything Asian inspired, but sushi. I can eat sushi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day and be very happy. Really? Every meal, yeah. huh? Every wow. meal. I mean, that's probably, is, yeah. That's you, where you, you crave the French fries. I mean, because the French fries, if you're going raw fish, uh, you, I mean, French fries is, I guess, the complete opposite of, of sushi. Well, also I'm from, I'm from Montreal and I grew up on poutine. Which is ah, French yes. fries, gravy, and cheese curds. And to me, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's a heart attack on a plate, but it's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing ever. So every time we go to Canada, and there's places here actually in LA that have uh, have started making them, but they're just you can't compare. Um, yeah. They so. tried to force that upon me. I went to Toronto, and that was the same thing. Everybody was poutine, poutine. I'm like no, no, keep it away. I it's just the want best the French thing fries. ever. It is the uh. best thing ever. I can't believe you don't like it. It's my favorite <laughs> thing ever. I didn't know what it was really, so I wasn't going to try it. Everyone else seemed to like it. Maybe the next time I go back, if they allow me in the country, I will <laughs> I will try some. But uh, a yeah. couple more here. Least favorite household chore? Least favorite household chore is emptying the dishwasher. Emptying the dishwasher? Okay. I hate emptying the dishwasher. I hate it. I despise it. It's my least favorite thing to do. I will do anything else. I don't like putting dishes away. But they're I don't like clean. putting them in. I just don't like taking them out. Oh, okay. Well, how about wa- if you didn't have a dishwasher? Do you like washing dishes? No, but okay, but well. I will. I can zone out and and wash dishes and be okay with it. Uh-huh. And I'll sooner. I would rather wash dishes by hand than have to empty the dishwasher once they're done. Hmm. Is that what the weirdest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not that I'm judging, but kind of. Okay, and the last one that I, well, actually there's two, but this one I, I think is the most interesting one. Do you remember the yeah. first album or record or CD or whatever it was when you were that age? Uh, <laughs> do you remember the first mm-hmm. album that you ever purchased? I want to say it was probably No Doubt. Really? That makes me feel really old. I would say no doubt or, um, I, yeah, I want to say, no. well, because I mean, don't feel that old. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, well. I mean, I, I, I had 
tapes, like cassette tapes, <laughs> right? Thank goodness. So, yeah, um, I but I would say no doubt. I was I was obsessed with them when I was um, when I was a kid. So um, yeah, it was probably that. Hmm. All the folks out there are now googling and looking and, and seeing all of that. Yes, we said tapes. Don't mm-hmm. pay attention if you don't know what that is. So. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking eight tracks and records. Records are back. They're cool now. But speaking of things that are cool, I want to give you a chance before we run out of time for this segment. Let everyone know how they can track you down on all of the various social media platforms and interwebs and all of that stuff. Okay, so on Instagram, I'm Kelly L. Kruger. Uh, Twitter's at Kruger Kelly. And uh, I have a Facebook page, actually, that I just started, um, a fan page, um, and that's Kelly Lauren Kruger. Uh, and then obviously madisoncharles.com and uh, you could subscribe there. Um, and uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. I would, say that, uh, I would say that that was it. And who knew that you haven't slept in like 18 days? You were, I, <laughs> you were I spot on. I literally don't even know how I'm having this conversation right now. <laughs> I was shooting something until five in the morning and, uh, and I'm working off two hours of sleep and I don't even know how I'm forming a sentence right now. So I apologize for the lack of uh, possible brain activity going on here. You were great. You can now go and take a nap. Kelly Kruger, I want to thank you so much for dropping by. Hopefully we can get you to come back and talk about some more stylish things as our our show goes on, as we get into new seasons and stuff. Absolutely. I would love that. Everybody, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Kroll Call. Stay tuned. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Kroll Call. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I'm here with you every week at this time. The guests, though, are different every week, and you've picked a great time to tune in because my next guest was last here way back around Christmas time. I remember we were talking about some of our favorite Christmas music, and I extended an offer that said... 
when you have some new music, we want you back on the show. And I have to tell you, I am so pleased that Ray Acevedo took me up on that offer. It isn't just the weather that's heating up. It is the music scene that's heating up with his new single, Addictive Love. We'll talk to Ray in just a minute. But just in case you haven't heard Addictive Love yet, we'll tell you how you can get it in a bit. But first, let's take a listen to Ray Acevedo's Addictive Love. Addictive Love Welcome back to Crawl Call. Hey, thank you so much for having me back, man. I'm so happy that I was able to deliver. <laughs> you know, I am too, and this is something interesting that I, I have found out. I'm weird with numbers and stats and things. The last time you were on the show was exactly mm-hmm. six months ago today. It was December today? 19th, 2014. It is oh now June gosh. 19th. Is 19 a lucky number for you? Uh, actually, it's never been, but I have to start thinking about it now. <laughs> it's only the next number I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> if that comes up, if you win any money in the Powerball or the Mega Millions from playing number 19, <laughs> please remember that I pointed that out to you. No problem, man. No problem. I'll remember you definitely. <laughs> so what's been going on? It's been six months, half a year since you, it doesn't seem like that long to be completely honest, but yeah. what's been going on in the last six months? Well, as you know, like time flies, time goes so quickly. Uh, but uh, you know, we, I managed to be able to um, record my my first single. Um, I'm working on the second single. Uh, you know, because I'm working my um, my comeback, as I call it, the anatomy of a comeback. Um, you know, I'm working at a, on singles and basically doing the, uh, the video and putting it out there and you know, promoting it uh, to my fans and uh, to all the people that know me and to all the people that know and don't know me. And, uh, you know, it took me uh, a couple of months to finish the video. You know, basically the video is, is filmed really quick and then it goes into the process of being, you know, edited. And that, that's the one that, you know, might take a little bit longer than, you know, than expected. And, um, you know, we're trying to uh, gather the, uh, the momentum to put it out there, you know, when the fans were waiting for it. And so, you know, it took six months to do all that stuff. And I've been working on some acting uh, gigs as well, which uh, have me very happy. And uh, I'm doing all that stuff, yeah. It's funny because when you were here last, we only had about maybe 15 seconds of, of a teaser for the song, mm-hmm. Addictive Love. And, I, you know, people a lot of times will say, out of sight, out of mind. I got to tell you, when I downloaded the song from iTunes and got to hear the full mm-hmm. version, I loved it just as much as the teaser back in December. I mean, of course, it was the whole song, but I'm like, cool. this is why I liked it. This is why I enjoyed listening to it. I'm really happy that you like it. A lot of my fans are really happy that, you know, they're getting some, some new material from me. Uh, I'm really happy that I'm able, like I said, to deliver this material because, I've, you know, I've been uh, writing songs for quite a while. I mean, I have a couple of albums out, uh, one in Spanish, Amoroculto, and one in English, uh, Age of Anxiety. Uh, both of them were done in the beginning of the, of, the uh, of you know, 2001, 2002, around there. So, you know, it's been a while since I don't, you know, put something out. But like I said, you know, I'm writing a lot. So, you know, putting it out is like, you know, it's like a relief. 
so people can <laughs> actually listen to what I'm doing. And, and I'm really happy with, you know, the material I'm doing. It. I'm doing it with, you know, I wrote that song. I know I mentioned this before with Meso Risho, which is, uh, you know, an original artist here from uh, Florida. And, uh, you know, we're just, you know, uh, trying to uh, trying to get the, you know, the, the live uh, show going in Puerto Rico as well. That's, you know, another thing that I'm working on, you know, my, my Puerto Rican-based uh, people and uh, also Mexico. But, um, you know, working hard to promote it. <laughs> So I want to ask you, you talk about writing songs. We know, and if, I guess this is everyone should know this by now, but Taylor Swift gets her inspiration from breaking up with all of her boyfriends, and she gets hit after mm-hmm. hit after hit. What inspires right, you? Right. Where do you go to? What are some of the things that inspire you when you write music? Well, really, the, the, uh, the process of songwriting for me, it's a very, um, um, you know, it's unique for everybody, but for me, it's a... Uh, you know, it's like a, I call it like a, the 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 cooking pot. You know, I put I put ideas in my brain and I hide them somewhere where I don't even know where they're at, and I just keep <laughs> piling that secret compartment up there with ideas, ideas, ideas. And then, you know, one day I'm in the right mood, the right you know uh, perception, you know, the right whatever, you know, the right day. And then you know it it, it all pours out into into you know into a whole song or into you know into a um, into different ideas of, for solid songs and. You know, I work it that way, and also I push myself sometimes when I'm not inspired to write, you know, just to have, you know, just to have the habit of, of writing without being inspired, which is also good for a, you know, working musician, uh, you know, because if you only work for, you know, wait, wait for inspiration, you know, you might not, you might not write at all. <laughs> no, that's so, true. You know, I, I do it both ways. I'd rather do it inspired, though, like I said, you know, I'd rather do it like that. I put it in that compartment, and all of a sudden, poof. You know, wow, it's, it's cooking up there, you know, and uh, whatever's happening up there, and then it comes out, you know, a whole song or the whole verse, the whole, you know. Oh, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> that aha moment, you know. So, no, I, I definitely can relate to that. There's some days where, in terms of writing words, doesn't just not feeling it, not coming out. And there are other days where it just mm-hmm. pops in. There's that aha moment. And I had one of those right. today. I don't know how we All didn't right. talk about this the last time that you were here. In the last segment, mm-hmm. we talked to Kelly Kruger. She is, uh, of course, on the soaps here in the U.S., The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful. You, mm-hmm. Ray, were apparently once on a soap opera in Argentina. Is this correct? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it was, uh, you know, ages ago. It was uh, 1987, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, it was called uh, Forever Friends, or Amigos in Spanish. And uh, it was a great experience. I mean, um, it was the first time that I was in Menudo that I was uh, stationary one place for eight months. I mean, we went to Uruguay to do some shows, and we went to Mexico. We flew around a little bit. There were eight months where we were stationary in Argentina. And, my God, uh, you know, I did. Uh, a lot of growing up back in Argentina, you know, during that era and uh, in that um, soap opera. I mean, it was just amazing experience. And uh, I look at it now, and it's kind of funny, you know, because I was so small. I was like, oh my god, you know, shut up. <laughs> well, but uh, but you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's like the the growing pains of, of being a, a an entertainer. You know, you have to go through the motions. You know, through emotions. First of all, uh, 1987 was not ages ago, at least not for me. <laughs> for maybe the kids out there when they're, oh my God, the 1900s, no, 1987 was not that long ago. I know, I was listening to her saying that her, her first album was like, a no doubt, I was like, oh my God, my Lord, I mean, you, you, you feel old, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I thought she was going to say Air Supply or something like that, you know, she, she, oh my God, it was great, that was great, you know, it, 
it feels a little old for real. <laughs> so that wasn't just me. I mean, she said no. That's uh, one of the the girls that does uh, red carpet stuff. I call her a girl. She's sixteen. She's not really a girl anymore. But uh, we talked about uh, what's what's her favorite old time movie, and she said Titanic. And I thought, oh, oh my god! <laughs> I wanted you to say, you know, Mary Poppins or, or uh, Wizard of Oz, uh, Titanic. Oh come on! West Side Story. <laughs> oh, anything, oh, and she comes up with Titanic. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, West Side yeah. Story is a little bit too old for us, but <laughs> well, know. yeah, that's uh, old, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're eighties eighties towns. At least I am. I don't know. I don't know about you, but <laughs> you sound pretty young. Nineteen eighty seven. That's a good. That's a good time. I'd say eighty seven yeah. to ninety two were really really good years, and now yeah. I'm old. But that's all right. So with all of that, it goes back to talking. You are going to be returning to the stage. I have a, a paper here somewhere in front of oh, me. Oh yes, yes, yes. Talk I to me about a, this before I, I can barely speak English on most days, so I'm not going to attempt to say anything in Spanish <laughs> because your fans will come after me. But it's called Jukebox Nights in English and uh-huh. in Spanish it is? It's Noches de Villonera. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Noche Sevillonera. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great play. It's it's such so so fun uh, working with uh, the producer Luigi and uh, you know the main characters. Uh, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just very 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 fortunate that you know I get the opportunity again to be on stage. And you know, stage is so you know I love stage. I mean, I love to be in front of the camera, but stage you know gives me so much pleasure in the sense of like it makes me be so physical with my acting. You know, and. Um, you know, it, it, going back to it, uh, we've been rehearsing. It's going to be uh, tentative. You know, I'm going to say tentative because we still don't know if we're going to have more shows or not. But it's going to be on the 19th and 18th of of uh, July, and it's going to be uh, here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you know, for any of that information, uh, you can uh, you know go to Facebook to Noches of Avellaneda, Nights of Jukebox. Uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook page, or you can go to uh, rayacevedo.com and you can get all those links and all that information. Uh, but the place is a comedy, you know, it's a, it's a comedy, which is, you know, um, awesome for me. Uh, you know, I've been in very serious place before and, uh, you know, I've done one comedy. So this is something, uh, you know, and I haven't done it in a long time. I mean, my first experience and long time experience was in Off-Broadway, New York. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been a while. It's been like you know several years since I don't do a play, so it's, it's very exciting to be back at it. Yeah. Well, this next segment may or may not be funny. It depends on how well you do, Ray. We have a boy band <laughs> challenge for you. I have in front okay. of me. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it's a list of ten artists, ten singers who were in groups that were all male groups. I'm going Holy. to give you the name of the singer. I want you uh-huh. to tell me the name of the group that they were in. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I, I'll try it. You know, I'll give it a try. Of course, why okay. not? So the first like one challenges. is Ricky Martin. Oh, oh, oh my God. You're burning me right away. <laughs> uh, well, that, that awesome, uh, good-looking guy was in Menudo. And actually, he was uh, the Menudo that came right uh, before him. I've heard uh, of this yeah, yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Well, okay. Paul McCartney. Oh well, the Beatles. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, going? okay. Of course, Paul McCartney. Yes. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, the Rolling Stones. Yes. Three for three. Justin right. Timberlake. Justin Timberlake in sync. 
Ah! And you were worried. All right, now they do get harder. Bobby Brown. Oh, Bobby Brown. Uh, Bobby Brown. It's my prerogative, Bobby Brown. Uh, <laughs> it's the telephone man. So exactly. Like, hey, those guys. I love those. That, that, that. Hold on, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, oh, oh. I give up. I give up. What, what, what was the name? I, rem- I remember a little bit, but. New edition. Oh my God! Yes, new edition. Oh my God! Don't kill me. All right, all right. <laughs> well, we're going to give you a Three point. Be- we're giving you a point because you could sing the song. So that's at least half a little <laughs> bit of a point. All right, we got to move it along. And see, we're almost out of time for the segment. Okay, Jordan Knight. Uh, he was in uh, New Kids on the Block. You are correct. Yes, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Oh. Oh, my God. I give up on that one right away. 98 degrees. Oh, you see, you're getting, you're getting over 98 degrees of my, of my path. <laughs> oh, well. Nick Jonas. Uh, the, jo- the Jonas uh, Brothers? You are correct. See, I tried to be okay. sneaky. That's all right. Uh, you know, and we're running out of boy bands, so this is helping a little bit. Nick Carter. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Nick Carter. No, no. <laughs> Don't be mean. Uh, Nick Carter was in uh, the, uh, the, um, the back, uh, Backstreet Boys? Yes. You are correct. No? All right. <laughs> and was the, the last one. one. The, moon, right? the last one, I will give you a hint of this one. Remember mm-hmm. that I am in Philadelphia. Sean Stockman. His name, Sean Stockman. We talked uh, about Motown earlier in the show. We talked about Philly right now. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. Philly? It would oh be Boys God. to Men. Boys to Men. Oh, my God. Motown Philly. Eh, I tried. Yes, I yes, know. yes. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. But you did really well. Now I remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you did really well. So one more before we have to let you go, because I see we're zipping out of time here. Ray, really quickly. Okay. Remind everybody, where can they find you? We'll have all of these links and information, of course, on our Twitter feed and on our website. But in case they want to go there directly, where can they find you? Sure. Look, uh, the, the, the main page is reyacevedo.com uh, or reyacevedo.com. Uh, that's my main page. And you're going to find all the links to my uh, Facebook, which is uh, International uh, fan, fan Club of Ray Acevedo. Uh, page and uh, there you can get all the information for Ray and uh, a Twitter of Ray uh, Ray Acevedo Ray Acevedo M. Uh, you can find me and um, that's basically it. That's that's the ones I have. But go to rayacevedo.com or rayacevedo.com and uh, you can get all the information there, all the links and all the videos and everything else. I also have a Vivo channel uh, that I just opened up so people can see my videos on Vivo channel. So that's also something else they can go and see over there at rayacevedo.com. Well, Ray, thank you so much. We will have you back on another date that has 19 in it. How about that? Yes, that will be very lucky. (laughs) That would be really creepy, actually. Ray, thank you so much for coming back on the show, and I look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much, Dan, and have a great day, okay? Great night. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody, we are not taking a break because we are almost out of time, and we have a surprise guest on the line. Uh, Well, surprise in the sense that he weren't planning to be on the show, but he's here and he's calling and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Billy Mitchell. Billy, welcome to Crawl Call. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? I am doing really good. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
So for the folks who are wondering who is he and why is he here, I'm going to, because of the short amount of time, I'm going to let you do most of the speaking because uh, something, it's, I mean, it sounds like a whole lot of fun. I want to let you give all the details because that's going to be easier in the time allotment. Go for it. Um, sure. Uh, tonight uh, up at Bucks County Playhouse, um, a little bit outside of Philly, we are doing a benefit performance of a little show that I wrote called Villain to Blanks. Um, which is V-I-L-L-A-I-N-D-E-B-L-A-N-K-S, Villain the Blanks, which is intentionally meant to sound like fill in the blanks. Um, and it's sort of a mashup of adult Mad Libs and Clue. Um, we've been fortunate enough to have a really awesome cast up here at the Bucks County Playhouse uh, agree to come do these shenanigans with me tonight. So uh, we have six awesome actors. We have Justin Guarini and Hunter Foster and John Bolton, Jen Cody, Laura Jordan and Kate Weatherhead. All of them are uh, just amazingly awesome people in the first place, but they are going to be hysterically funny tonight um, in this show. Now, you mentioned Clue. Now, I I want to ask, is it safe to say that the most memorable line from Clue is, flames, flames, side of my head, Burning, burning. Is that the best line yes. from Clue? That is, that is without question my favorite line. Favorite line. The other part, I, also Madeline yes. Kahn, is when they're all singing for She's a Jolly Good Fellow, and she just decides to do her very own improvised <laughs> counterpoint in the back, which is also amazing. Uh, there's, it's actually, it's one of those movies. I, I remember when it came out, it was panned. I mean, it was, yeah. it, for all intents and purposes, it was a box office flop. But absolutely, it was funny. I mean, it's, it, for some reason, it's funnier now, I, I think. Maybe yeah. partly is because I think we've unfortunately lost a lot of the folks who were in the movie. Um, but it's funny. It, it's really funny. It is. It is a very funny movie. And to be fair, my show is in no way connected to or based on Clue at all. It's just no, of course the not. easiest way to say murder mystery and not have people think it's Agatha Christie. Like, it's definitely comedy. It's very broad. It's very funny. Um, you basically meet these characters at some sort of reception following the murder of one of their uh, mutual acquaintances, and they basically uh, all are trying to figure out which one of them is responsible for it. Um, and the joy of it is that the cast uh, wanders through the audience for the first 15 minutes, and they literally play Mad Libs with you. You give them nouns, you give them desserts, you give them body parts and verbs and locations and liquids and whatever else is in the script, and then they get up unrehearsed and unedited, I might add, <laughs> and, um, and uncensored, and they just read back the words they've collected from the audience, and it, it, it's just a very, very fun uh, hour. It's a, it's a good time. So, unedited, it's potentially possible that someone may offer, I mean, you mentioned body parts. It's entirely possible that someone is quite creative with their body parts. Oh, yes. Yeah, body parts. Body parts make you think they're going to be creative. What's stunning is when someone's creative with their adjectives. Oh. Like, it, people get, I don't, know, I don't know your listenership, so I'm not going to give you examples. But yeah, go ahead. They've heard everything bar, on the show. <laughs> um, well, I, I, well I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to tone one of them down. All right. So let's just say one adjective this past winter was vagina lip purple. <laughs> that was the adjective someone gave me, and the word was not vagina. 
And the very nice thing is that I have Tony winners, I have Emmy winners, I have late night hosts, I have uh, theater critics, I have like any number of people in these casts. And some of them are actually sort of shy, reclining people. And yet there they are saying, just spewing utter filth and nonsense at each other. And the nice thing is it's loose enough that if something really, really, really terrible happens, one person will then say to the other, wait, say that again. And then they'll say it again. Uh Uh-huh. Interestingly enough, going back, I think our first guest, Kelly Kruger, I think Vagina Lips Purple is the color of her bridesmaid dresses this year. (laughs) I could be wrong. We'll have to get her back on the show to to find that out. But it is, I want to make sure that we give the times and all that information, too. It is tonight, gang. If you are in the Philadelphia area, it is 11 p.m. at the Bucks County Playhouse. And if you can't do that... There's also going to be a July 27th performance in Los Angeles, and these are all on the website, villaindeblanks.com, Twitter, VDeBlanks. We're going to have all that information on our website as well. But, Billy, yeah. I'll give you the last minute. We have uh, maybe 45 seconds or so. One last uh, selling point to tell people. I mean, if Vagina Lips Purple didn't do it for them, I don't know what will. Uh, <laughs> well, the nice any other selling point? Particularly these two that you just mentioned, they are benefits. So the one night you get to laugh, it's some adult humor, it's a little late in the evening, it's a good time, and uh, it is a 50-50 benefit for the Bucks County Playhouse Education Department and Broadway Cares Equity Fight Aid. And on July 27th, our performance at the Rockwell Table and Stage out in uh, Los Angeles is a benefit for the ASPCA. And that one will be starring Bruce Valanche and Missy Pyle and a handful of great people, and um, it's, they're both just going to be wonderful. The casts make this play so, 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 so fun. Well, Billy, I want to thank you so much for taking a brief amount of time here to tell everybody about it, and maybe we can get you back and we can do some fill-in-the-blanks fun on a future episode of the show. Uh, my, please, yes, I would love that. That'd be great. And thank Billy, you thank for you squeezing s- me in. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Have a good night. You too. All right, gang, we are almost out of time for this week's show. I think now is a good time to thank my guest this week, Kelly Kruger. Ray Acevedo, Billy Mitchell, who you just heard. For more information about Kelly's style blog, for Ray's music, or for Villain to Blanks, please check out our Twitter feed at Kroll Call Show. You can also visit our website at krollcall.com. While you're there, you can also listen to any of the shows that we've put together in the past. We're going up on almost 300 now. Ooh, that's a lot of shows, a lot of me talking. But anytime, on demand, it's completely free. You can go there, and since it's free... You can't beat that. Again, that's at crollcall.com. Now, next week, we're going to continue a little bit of our soap theme. We'll have General Hospital's Michelle Stafford. She'll be talking about her new project on nickmom.com. And don't forget, July 3rd, it's our Independence Day music playlist. It's songs from artists who found solo stardom after they started in a group. Maybe we'll even hear uh, music from Ray Acevedo. Who knows? Could be a lot of fun. But that's all for this week. So until then, here we go. You know it's coming, gang. Until then, I'm Dan Crow reminding you that the next time the phone rings, pick it up. It could be the Crow Call. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. Everyone, one, one, aspires to, 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 to.